We're ready to do a show there, Lou. I'm recording. All right. All right. I'm ready when you are. Yeah, levels look fine. Uh, trying to do what Bob does. I don't have as good a soundboard as he does. Okay. I'm going to start the show. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land: cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. Uh, rule number two about Zombieland, uh, Lou, just in case you didn't know, is not to talk about Zombieland. So it's weird they didn't make that rule number one, um, or number three for that matter. Anyways, yeah, so I, it's just Lou and I here today. Lou, how are you doing? Not too bad, but I was thinking. What were you thinking? I have a, I have a convention I'm going to next week. Oh. I'm going to be at PAX East in Boston, and I was thinking about it. And you know, you got to be prepared for these things at all times. So I've been trying to think of things that I could use for weapons in the convention center. Because they're not going <laughs> to let me carry weapons in. Oh, okay. You're thinking like conventional weapons that they'll actually let you in. Yes, or that are already there because they brought them. Oh. And you're going to be standing in a lot of lines. You know those poles they put up with the, the, the cords to separate people? <laughs> yeah, the v- velvet rope. Yes, and I was thinking, <laughs> you peel the velvet rope off, that pole will be great to bludgeon somebody to death. That is a great idea. And you had hinted at this before we started recording, and you said you were worried we'd use this before. I don't think we used it. I'm sure we've used blunt objects before, but never like the pole from a velvet rope. And correct me if I'm wrong, but... I feel like the velvet rope, depending on how good it is... Might like, be a good weapon, too. Yeah, you can get you can get a specific type. I'm not thinking, like, literally rope, but I remember... There's the ones with the big metal ends, hooks on each end. Yes, old school velvet yes. rope, not if new school. If they have those, you might be able to use those really well, too. You could use them as nunchucks. Yes, yes, you could. <laughs> and it Throwback. might work. Yeah, as opposed to my other... If Bob were here, he would remind us of, of what nunchucks I was speaking of. Um, and, and with that, I will quickly mention uh, Bob's mic is malfunctioning, and unfortunately, Rick wasn't able to make it again. So, uh, a, a scheduling difficulty. So, hopefully, they'll be back next week and we can fill them in on our, uh, our velvet rope nunchuck idea. But uh, yeah, the new school velvet rope is like fabric. plastic. Yeah, yeah, it's fabric, and it's like like a pull-out thing, and then hooks onto the pole. You know what I'm talking about? It, like, it's winded yes. up in the pole. So that wouldn't work. I'm thinking, like, yeah, old-school velvet rope, like fancy velvet rope that's, uh, yeah, that this, they used this to isn't use. A, this isn't a weapon, but it's also the other thought on my mind, mm-hmm. and that is there's going to be a lot of cosplayers. And Ooh. I've seen some cosplayers in some humongous costumes that they literally can't ride the escalators, and they have to ride the elevators because they can't get in and out. And I'm thinking they might be great for bait. Yeah. You know? Make sure that you're in a hallway with one of them because they're going to get eaten and not you. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> you have to think smart about these things. You're not going to make it. That's true. You want to make it because, I mean, we 
like the convention you're talking about is PAX. Did we mention that? PAX is yes. in, a, in a week. Um, yeah, it'll be packed. And if the zombie apocalypse goes down, at least you'll are at least you'll come back because you're prepared. And uh, exactly. Yeah, are you cosplaying? No. Oh. But I am bringing a camera, so if I get some good zombie stuff, I'll put it up on the site. Actually, yeah, that'd be great. I'm sure there's a lot of Walking Dead fans out there. They might be dressed up as. Uh, <laughs> I've never said this on the show, but it just, it just reminded me. But uh, in terms of cosplay. I remember one year in Halloween in high school, we had uh, a Halloween costume contest, and I dressed up as a zombie, and my friend dressed up as uh, Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil. Yep. <laughs> so I, I should have saved that one for when Bob is back. He's probably would have been I jealous. Think we're gonna, I think I'll see at least a few Merles or Daryls while I'm there. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, um, be sure to get pictures of the velvet rope because we want to know – I want to know if, if I go works? next year. Yeah, I want to know if – I'm not going to go unless your, your, your idea for a weapon is, is, uh, is you know, proven correct. You know? So get, get some pictures of the velvet rope. Um, you know, find out which section of the convention has the best velvet rope because then I'll know, like, you know, where to spend most of my time. Um, but, uh, and yeah, we'll post those on the website uh, and I'm joking, not about the velvet, uh, we won't post pictures of the velvet rope, probably what you were saying, pictures of cosplayers. Um, so shall we move on with the news? Yes, we should. Thank you. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. All right. Uh, zombie news, light week. Uh, here in the zombie world so we'll start but we will start off with a pretty heavy story uh at least i was misleaded to believe it was heavy uh, based on the title but uh, it's not heavy but it's interesting it's interesting because i think it's gonna spark some uh, interesting conversation uh zombie fad peaks when people are unhappy uh this is a huffington post article uh, lou why don't you fill us in on what's going on here according to professor sarah loro from Clemington University, uh, Clemenson University, sorry. Um, she's done a study because she's fascinated with the fact that we're interested in all these zombies and things, and she's curious as to whether or not it's detrimental to us as a society. But she's found that popularity in things like zombies and the apocalypse and other depressing things like that seem to be po- popular when we're in a unhappy state as a country. That makes sense. Um, it's weird, and it's hard. Like, it's weird to think that, like, when we're depressed or when we're not, we're having a bad day. We want to think of stuff that you in real life would probably be a give you a bad day. You know, like the zombie apocalypse was here. Why would we be thinking about that when we're having a bad day? Because if the zombie apocalypse was actually happening, we wouldn't well, be too happy. If you think about it, mm-hmm. the last time zombies were really popular were like the late 70s early 80s and if you think about it that was when kind of like the cold war was beginning to end and we as a society were in kind of like just climbing out of the rubbles of problems Mm. and it makes sense that we were probably all kind of depressed and in the dumps at that point in history and zombies were popular then too right and and, i mean does this go hand in hand with like ugh, i had a bad day i just want to uh, you know, play some video games 
and 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 just uh, yell at twelve year olds and shoot them and try not to get teabagged. Um, is that sort of the same idea? I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Okay. I think we're looking for an escape that makes us feel better about things. And watching something like The Walking Dead where the world has gone to hell in a handbasket kind of makes us feel better about our lives because we go, well, we're not that bad yet. <laughs> At least we're not being eaten alive by bloodthirsty killers. That's exactly, great. Exactly. Except in Florida where uh, bath salts is, is rampant. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, it's still in the news. There was actually some is issues, really? uh, issues with people here in Maine recently, too. Hmm. Nobody eating anybody, but people taking bath salts and doing crazy stuff. Where, where did drugs? Where do they get the idea to to just you know they just mix a couple chemicals and it's like, hey, this produces a pretty killer effect. Let's call it something else. Well, can I just say? Sure. I understand why some people use recreational drugs, things like that. Not for me, but bath salts. What makes you use something that makes you want to eat other people? Really? Yeah. Why does that sound like a good idea? I mean, we're not – don't worry, folks. We're not going to get into like you know, drug talk with uh, Lou and Ryan. But I understand where you're coming from and, and really when it comes to – I wouldn't consider bath salts a recreational drug. I would consider that a a hardcore drug. Like there's – I know it uh, – you know, the drug people are like – don't start segregating them because that's how, you know, these things become okay to do. But, uh, yeah, to me, there is recreational and then, like, pot, uh, basically, you know, pot, uh, beer, cigarettes, whatever. And then you have the hardcore stuff like the cocaine, heroin, pretty much everything else. Um, well, I mean, even crack, you know? I don't you know You hear about, about people it. doing crazy stuff on crack, <laughs> but you don't hear about them eating their neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, but crack still messes with your body, you know. I don't know. It, I don't know enough about it. I I I was not uh, subjected to any of that. I didn't grow up in a big city, uh, and and if I mean, listeners think I'm wrong. I'd like to hear them write in. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I think you have a pretty a pretty solid understanding. I'm just admitting that I don't really know enough about it, and I I can't. I know for a fact that based on the stories we've covered on this show, bath salts is bad, kids. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, it, you know, you would be pretty stupid to do bath salts. And, um, I mean, back to this story, uh, it's interesting. And and this woman, the report, it's a woman, I believe, uh, I'm correct? Yes, Sarah oh, oh. Uh, Laurel. Yeah, yeah. She says that she can't stand the stuff. But based on her history... Or this history that these trends she's seeing and that uh, it makes sense and it, it, it makes sense to her like she, that's the kind of mind she has where she's a scientific mind where she doesn't like it herself but based on the facts and you know and all that historical data she understands what's going on and I mean I really respect people like that you know who who look at something they don't really enjoy and and can support it just based on you know the facts and stuff she's not outright denying that zombies. Or not outright. That's the right word. She's not saying uh, she hates zombies, but it's interesting. They talk about zombie walks and stuff, like people taking it to the next level and actually dressing up as zombies. Um, it's an interesting article. It's an interesting article. I mean, do you think? Okay, prediction time, Lou. Do you think when the world is all better, you know, uh, Obama is reelected for his third term, and all is well in the world, he's finally fixed all the problems. Do you think do you think zombies uh, will I go away? I honestly think 
that when the economy is a little better, mm-hmm. people are doing a little better, the zombie fad will disappear a little bit. I don't think it'll go away completely. Zombies never go away completely. I've been into zombies for almost three decades now, but right. you know, but I think that it won't be as big a part of mainstream culture as it has been. Well, and I was just thinking, and for those who are listening, I know we have a lot of American listeners. I understand presidents only get two terms and then they're done. Um, I was hoping Lou would call me on that. But I will say, though, that you, you mentioned something that, that sparked an idea in my head. You've always been into zombies. And um, you kind of see a resurgence every few years. And this woman, this researcher, has sort of tied it to historical stuff. But what if it's not that easy? What if it's tied to just good content? You know, like back in the day in the 70s when it was big, it was tied to Night of the Living Dead and the George A. Romero flicks good content right now it's big because it's tied to the walking dead you know comics movies video games great content so i don't think it's gonna slip into the mainstream unless we we see that content disappear i think that that content's gonna disappear with world war z you think world war z is gonna be the uh, (laughs) nail in the coffin i think it's gonna be something that starts its decline Mm. see i I think yeah because it is like but then again, you say that, and you think the Resident Evil flicks never killed zombies, and they're pretty horrible. I'm still not convinced people actually watch those. <laughs> but they come out in the theaters like every two years, Lou. I, I understand what I'm you mean. I'm still not convinced. I, I agree with you uh, in the sense that um, I'm not making a good argument with the Resident Evil films because there's not much that can stand up to Brad Pitt. You know, He is a mainstream actor uh, as awesome as mila jovanovich is um she's not as mainstream as brad pitt and and his name being on a zombie movie carries some weight for more than just the walking dead fans so that it's being really hyped right. it's based on a book that it seems to have nothing to do with and yeah but see the internet the, the internet is is a funny bunch and and we're not always right um so I, I remain hesitant to jump on the bandwagon of the Wars Z is going to be awful because the way trailers are put together is by a completely separate marketing team and it's a lot easier to market an action movie than it is to market a basically the the, the War Z book movie. I, ag- I agree with you, but mm-hmm. with the way they're marketing it, anybody that would have an interest in it isn't interested. Yeah, and again, that's that's just the disconnect with um, mar- the marketing team. There's a disconnect team. between the marketing and the people that actually go see films like that. Y- yeah, and, and we won't know for sure until it comes out. It's out June, July? Uh, not sure. I think July. Oh, okay, well, you know what? I think it'll be the first zombie movie I see this year. Um, Have you seen a zombie movie yet this year? Nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing That's new. what I'm thinking. Man. Uh, though the Gallows movie we talked about last week might be the first one I see. Don't. I see that going. I see that going straight to DVD in a couple of weeks. Don't ruin your first 2013 zombie movie. You can of wait. Of course. <sighs> oh well, I, I suppose. I suppose. All right. Well, but, sorry. But speaking of zombie walks and mm-hmm. people thinking about the dead, what about smelling like a zombie? I don't think that would be wise. Well, there's a company out there that apparently thinks that it's a good idea. There is a zombie perfume for him and zombie perfume for her now. 
Yeah, I don't want to smell like dead people. Okay, unless I'm trying to blend in with a zombie horde, if it's as easy as like spraying some perfume into the air and walking through it to survive the zombie apocalypse, I will gladly sacrifice my masculinity. Um, I'll put the link in the notes, show mm -hmm. notes, but apparently the zombie for him smells like dried leaves, mushrooms, mildew, moss, and earth. And the zombie for her has the same scent, except it's a touch of dregs from the bottom of a wine barrel. <sighs> okay. Lou, do you wear cologne, I guess is what I'll say? Uh, a little bit, but I have to be careful with it because I, I break out in a rash easy. I have okay. wicked sensitive skin. See, I've never been a scent guy. I, you know, I have my speed stick, slather it on, you're good to go, you're out the door. I've never been a cologne person. Uh... I wouldn't say I really am either. Okay. So I wonder, like, zombie for him, like, would you want to smell like this stuff? I, I feel like I don't you wouldn't so. want to. Is it – so what's the point? I – like, is it just I like think a, it, I think it's a fragrance company came up with an idea for a gag gift. I don't know. I'm just looking at they, – they have it linked in uh, – I'm trying to think of where – I was just following through on the link. But now it just leads to another blog post. So you might be right. It might be just a joke. But at least to an awesome website called Geeks Are Sexy. So, I don't know. I, I, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so no on the whole zombie perfume thing. That's a no, None of us are going to do that. I think even Rick and Bob might agree with us that that's a bad idea. Yeah. I. You know what? I've I've been to a club, and I feel like smelling like that would be like, oh, man, this guy's been dancing too long. You probably need to go for some fresh air. <laughs> I'm going to be ripe enough as it is mm -hmm. with all those people around. I don't need to smell like death, too. But it, it's, the perfect, <laughs> it's the perfect gift for a zombie cosplayer. Think about it. That, 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 that might be the only reason to use it. Yeah. The only reason. Or if you're in like a zombie walk and you want to be you know, fit right in and it's like, oh man, you got, you actually well, look like a zombie and you smell like a zombie. You're eating my forearm. This is great. With the idea of a zombie walk, that might be a little too dangerous because you never know. And a cop might go, hey, that looks like a real zombie. It even smells like a real zombie. Because <laughs> that's what the cop, that's, that. you know what, when a, when a cop is prepared to use his weapon, at least in the States, I mean, if, if something looks like a duck, smells like a duck, well, damn, we're, it's duck hunting season. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well you know what um sorry to say but uh this we're not going to be smelling like zombies anytime soon but uh do you, how about we move into the walking dead because i think that's the big portion of our episode today yes the walking the dead whoops sorry I was, just gonna, I was just gonna say bob was uh was nice enough to hand us a handy bumper so i will give him credit so let's listen to this i haven't listened to it yet i don't know what's gonna happen the hell am I doing here? You told me. Told him what? You told me he was willing to talk. I am. But the truth is, Rick, she's in no position to make such an offer anyway. I'm here for one thing only. Your surrender. Oh, you want to surrender? Come get it. Ooh. Ah, <sighs> man. Not quite as good as last week's. Uh, that's not Bob's fault. Sorry, Bob, if you're listening. That's uh, definitely the show's fault. But I gotta say, the governor. I like. I lo I'm starting. I like the actor. I love the character. And just from that clip, I'm like, he sounds cool. You know, 
and and I think he especially with this episode um I guess we should say the base of this episode was uh, uh Rick and the governor sitting down Philip as Andrew likes to call him sitting down and discussing terms uh uh of surrender or terms of peace or however you want to right. do that um, and I have to say I'm torn on the start of this episode mm-hmm. because they don't give you an idea that they're going to sit down and meet. I had vaguely forgotten that there was talk that they were going to sit down and meet after the last episode because the last episode was about them going and finding weapons. Right. And Andrea, the Andrea episode was an, an episode back. Right. And I remember her saying, if I can get him to sit down with you, will you sit down? And Rick being like, whatever. And this episode starts with them showing up at a place to meet the governor. And I was kind of like, oh, they're getting right to business. This is going to be good. Right. And then oh, I see. they don't get the business at all. So what you're saying is, at first I thought you were saying we needed some sort of five-minute segment where they sort of set up Andrea asking about the meeting and then the back and forth of them not wanting to have the meeting. Oh, no. I was confused for about five seconds. Yeah. And then I was like, ooh, they're going to start right in on them yelling at each other. That's but the, great. But that's the thing. Like, uh, I mean, this isn't really Walking Dead focused, but more just how TV is marketed. What if you're watching this show and there isn't the preview for next episode? Like, last week's episode... I. I believe ended in, in a stalemate, right? There, nothing happened. Nothing happened they, at the end, right? They got guns. That was it. Right. And they so there was no. The... There was a forward in the story, but there was no forward in the whole governor in the conflict. Right. Um, so we didn't know what was happening next, but then we see in in the previews that all oh, they're going to meet. So we knew going right in that that they were meeting. Um, but I I do agree. Like I'm glad they they uh, you know they, I they traded they traded ten minutes of talking. To set up the meeting for ten minutes of talking uh, in and around the meeting, like it was all talking in this episode. It was kind of broken up with with some zombie fight, but uh, a lot of a lot of boring and not like interesting talking. A lot of boring talking. No, and, uh, Andrea walks in like she's going to be a mediator, right? And really, the governor just pushes her around and pushes her out. And all you can think, all I could think at that point is. Why are you even bothering to try and side with the people of Woodbury? They're sticking behind this guy, and he is going to get everybody killed. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah, and now you know. Let's focus on Andrea for a bit. You're right; like she tries to be a mediator, fails miserably, and she sulks for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And then I believe at the end she has this moment where she has a choice. I I think this was the episode that I predicted. I predicted that she would have that realization, but I didn't get the conclusion I wanted. No, Um, I think we're going to get the conclusion next episode. But, but she is, we saw in this episode that she was thinking, yeah, I made the wrong choice and she wanted to go back with Rick, but she figured it would be, yeah, she, it, it would go nowhere. I, I st- you know what? I think she's realized her that she backed the wrong person, but for some reason she still still thinks she can fix it. Being I think in Woodbury. she's trying to save the people of Woodbury, which is a very noble point. thing. I, I, I think she realizes that if some if she can convince the people of Woodbury not to back him and back her, mm-hmm. that change will happen. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, and then, and this is uh, you know that's all great and, and well for Andrea, and it'll be interesting to see where she goes next episode. Um, but uh, we get more uh, bonding in this episode between 
the two camps. So you have yeah. the, the second man on Rick's side, Daryl, and the second man on uh, who I have in the notes. Uh, thanks to Lou, second banana, banana. We don't know whose name, what his name is. I, I can't ever remember that guy's name, but uh, he's the governor's right hand now that Merle's gone. Yeah, he's the army crazy guy. But then you know we get a couple scenes with uh, him and Daryl sort of competing. And then they find a pack of cigarettes and they bond over, uh, you know, the cigarettes, sort of. Again, the episode sort of, uh, what's the word, telegraphing? It doesn't really go anywhere. No, it doesn't. But but based on the history of the show, you're like, oh, they're setting up a battle. You know, they're setting up. Yeah. But really what they were doing is they were showing that these are normal people and they're happy to work together. It's just their leaders that are idiots and i'm convinced that i don't think rick is being an idiot here i I still think he has the best interests of his people in mind but the governor is crazy and i think the governor is finally he's always been a little off his rocker right i think now he's gone off the deep end yeah he he jumped into the 12 foot end his second in second in command is starting to kind of look at him like yeah i might be hitting the get getting out of here soon yeah, and I mean, you mentioned that, and uh, that reminds me of like the next sort of bonding, which is with Herschel and Milton, which was some great sort of interactions, uh, especially with, I believe his name is Milton, but we'll call him the science geek, you know, duct tape arm man. Duct tape arm man! Milton. Where's Rick when you need him? Um, but he uh, is like documenting the you know, history of what's going on, which is a great idea. And I'm glad they finally sort of touched on that. Um, and, and Herschel he's also likes it. documenting Herschel's injury. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's fascinated by the fact that they lopped off his leg and he didn't get infected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I love the little uh, interchange between the two where he says, uh, it's like, can I see your stump? And he says, you want me to show you my leg? And he's like, uh, yeah, please. And it's like, well... And he looks like he's getting angry. Gonna he said, buy me a drink first. Yeah, yeah take me to dinner first, at least. <laughs> oh, Herschel, you lost your leg, but not your sense of humor. I love it. Um, and so that, so again, it's just that bonding, and and I think you know uh, we're seeing it with Milton too, who who is starting to think the governor is crazy because you know when they're back in their respective towns, Milton has an interchange with the governor, and we'll get to that soon enough. But I I just want to say that like. Milton is obviously showing some sort of this guy's crazy. There's this isn't going to end well. He's not going to stop until they're all dead. Um, so that covers the, sort of the bonding section. But uh, we haven't even talked about the governor talking to Rick. You know, they had so, a pretty meaty conversation. Right. He they kick Andrea out of the room at one point. The door mm-hmm. gets shut, and they're left in there with is it a bottle of whiskey? Yes. Yeah. And so they start talking. And before that, when Andrea's in the room, the governor just says he wants their surrender. And you're kind of left going, well, there's not going to be a whole lot of negotiations here. Yeah, and Rick basically says that. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I must have cut it. I was just just saying that uh, Rick basically says that, uh, you know. He says, oh, well, if you want my surrender, you're not going to get it. Right. You know, right off the bat. And I thought, oh, this is ending quickly. I, at that point, I thought maybe they weren't going to have an entire episode in this barn. But boy, was I wrong. Yes, yes, you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, the gist is 
that they can't decide on anything or agree on anything. And the governor gives Rick an ultimatum. You give me Michonne Mm -hmm. and I'll leave you alone. Right. And and lucky for Rick that we had that bonding episode last week where now he cares about Michonne. Right. Well, not just that, but the basic idea is the governor has double-crossed them at least twice now. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, oh yeah, Rick's not showed stupid. up and just started shooting people for no reason. You don't know how much you can trust him. Well, yeah, and that's that. That reminds me of a a scene where he's talking about his manager and his wife dying and just having the worst day of his entire life. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, like, how can I believe this guy? Like, he could be he. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was pulling a Joker from The Dark Knight where he just tells this sad story of losing his wife in a million different ways. Right. You know? I, I was thinking the same thing. I was hearing him tell the story and he never talked about his kid mm-hmm. or anything like that. And all I kept picturing was you could have killed your wife as soon as the zombie outbreak happened and clubbed her over the head. How are we supposed to know? Now, that being said, do you think he kn- he knows that – Lori's dead, right? I'd I'd believe he probably does. Okay, so he could be using that story as sort of a a ploy to soften up Rick, and we see it did affect him. Uh, I think that was the, the first point when he took the whiskey. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh man, this guy's a big downer. I need to get a little elky in me. Um, so the deal, yeah, the deal is basically Michonne or your entire camp is dead, uh, and Rick isn't stupid i mean i knew right off the bat like well right off the bat when the deal ends and they say i'll give you two days and they go back to woodbury and the governor basically says like you know try to get everybody at the meeting and then uh you know we'll kill everybody yeah we're gonna kill them kill everybody and we totally saw that coming i mean oh yeah and he makes a valid point i mean he for as crazy as he is he makes a very valid point he says that uh you know, Rick is going to be, is an issue. We're going to have to deal with him eventually, so we might as well get him. And yeah. I totally agree with that. But, you know, if we look at it from his side of view, but killing everybody else seems, especially, like, even just killing Michonne. Because Michonne isn't the issue. I mean, Michonne no. has had her... The best line, though, is when he tells him Michonne, mm-hmm. they give me Michonne, Rick goes, you're going to be that petty? Your people would build you a t- build you a monument in your town of you, and you're going to sacrifice lives for Michonne. <laughs> Just give her a weapon back, man. She'll be totally cool with you. Exactly, exactly. That's all I kept thinking was <laughs> if he had just given her her weapon and let her stroll around town with her with her sword, none of that would have happened. Ex- or, or you know, didn't keep zombie heads in fish tanks or his daughter. Yeah. That probably would have helped as well. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this pretty much... this At the end, it shows us, yep, the governor's still crazy and he's going to kill them all no matter what. He's just building... Hoping to build a trap, which... Um, and Milton's like... I don't think it's going to work. No, and, and we basically see that at the end where, where Rick... I thought... I thought for a second he wasn't realizing it was a trap. I thought he was like, well, you know... Let's seriously consider this deal. You know, it's, it's just one person for many lives. Maybe Michonne will, will do. Will, you know. I think he wants the governor to be honest, and if he could give up one person to save everybody, he wishes he could do that. But I think he deep down knows that the governor's going to screw them. Right. 
Yeah. That's been his that's been his MO since the beginning. Yeah, he's not an idiot. And and I think I I wonder how how it'll go down from here because basically Rick says we have two days to come up with a plan. If we don't show up with Michonne, it's all of us. Uh, well, that and can I say the, if that's the governor's plan, the governor's not very bright because he forgets that that Merle is now with them, and Merle is going to say, "Hey, he's going to shoot us all, and it's going to be like shooting fish in a barrel." Yeah, that reminds me too because he basically said that in the episode. We had a little prison time with with Merle, Glenn, and. Uh, Maggie, and they had a bit of a scuffle because Merle was like, I gotta go. Because he was basically predicting exactly that would happen, but at this initial meeting. You know, it was, yeah, all, it, it was all a trap. You know? The, 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 little did Merle know that the next one is the trap. Well, now he knows. And he's like, see, I told you. It, it could have been a trap, but the next one's a trap, so you should have listened to me. Yeah. But uh, I, do we still believe that killing just the governor solves this whole problem? I do. You do. I think it. I think that's what the show is trying to set up with with the bonding scenes with, you know, people's counterparts w- between the two camps. Basically, the people you have to convince are you know Army Dude because he can convince all the other meatheads not to rebel, uh, and Milton, Science Geek. I think he's pretty much convinced at this point. But those are the two people you need to convince that the governor's bad because after that you can spread the word, and then when the governor's out. Then it's all happy and they live as one big uh, city. I don't know if they're going to do that where they bond and merge together. The groups. Oh, you can't but, have a happy ending. But I think what's going to end up happening is somebody's going to end up in charge of Woodbury. Right. And Woodbury will be a stop for people traveling. Uh, so I guess I should ask is uh, you haven't read the comic books, have you? Uh, not up to this point. Okay. So we're at the same level. I think – Bob and Rick are past. Are ahead of us. You know, because uh, to be honest, I, uh, in terms of the Walking Dead comics, and I know I've said before I need to read the comics, but at this point I'm enjoying the show too much to want to spoil it. Um, uh, so, I, you know, I don't know what's coming up. I knew the prison was a big deal because when they said, well, when's the prison happening? When's the governor happening? Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens after that. I don't know any of the story beats or, like, the main villain focus or whatever, whereas the se- the second season was the farm and the first season was sort of just the CDC. So I don't know what comes next. So it's hard to predict what could happen. And I think the show is doing a really good job of, of you know, not projecting what, what's happening. You know, there's, they're all over the place. To, I'm just glad to see that there's no more crazy Rick wandering around. Yeah, he's pretty much snapped out of it, um, which is nice. Uh, but if he loses Carl or Ass Kicker, I think he'll be going down, you know. He, yeah. he he, and I think we'll see that in the future in future episodes. Maybe not this season, but in future seasons, that he has a very short fuse when it comes to sanity, and he'll he'll probably lose it again. I'm sure, and you know he'll slip back into that sort of mode. I'm sure again. Uh, well, we've got three more episodes. Is it three now? Okay, so we got three. So three more weeks. Um, it's flying, you know. Uh, and I'm really digging. I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, we're going to move on here in a second, so we can we'll finish this up. But I was thinking about this the other day in the sense that season one was six episodes, and it was an immense success. But it was over in six weeks. It was over in mid-November, uh, right. and we had to wait basically a whole year to get back to it. Um, I know a lot of people aren't fans of 
waiting when it comes to TV shows, but I'm actually really digging the half season in the fall and the half season in the, in the winter, you know? Um, it, it really helps bridge the gap because basically once The Walking Dead is done in mid-April... Um, we'll be back again in October. Yeah, it's not a long wait. I mean... Maybe about four or five months. It, it, well, when you break it down like that, it, it feels long, but I mean, when you think about it, summer goes by, unfortunately, pretty quick and... Um, I'm just, I, you know, I'm bringing this up makes me think like what what content do uh, do Zamp listeners have to look forward to when Walking Dead is over? I'm sure a lot of people are asking that. I know uh, we've talked about it. I mean, definitely movie reviews. I mean, with the War Z coming out, we, we should probably uh, start covering movies and stuff. I don't, I don't know. Are there a lot of other zombie movies coming out? Um, I think there's a few indie stuff that's coming straight to DVD, so we might be able to get stuff right from Netflix. Cool. Well, I mean, I as much as I love talking about The Walking Dead, and it's awesome talking about it with uh, with you and and our other buddies, but uh, I'm looking forward to talking about just straight up zombies again, man. It's going to be awesome. But I want to know what happens to the governor. I think I think that'll be interesting. Um, so anything else on uh, episode 13 there, Lou? Now that we've looked forward a little bit. Uh predictions for next week oh yes yes let's get predictions in uh i'll let you go first well i think it's pretty obvious from the 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 previews from this week that next week is going to be milton tells andrea the governor's plan andrea wants to make sure rick knows but i'm pretty sure rick already figured out the plan and there was a line in the trailer where she says she wants to kill the governor Mm, finally (laughs) yeah and it's what i've been saying She's been saying it all – I've been saying it all along, all season, that the only way she redeems herself is if she kills the governor. The only way she redeems herself is if she kills the governor. And the only other person I think that could get away with killing the governor will be Milton. Yeah. And, and I mean that's an interesting point. I, I totally forgot about the previews. Um, I, I think you pretty much nailed it on the head and, and I, you know, having that outcome – do we think, and, and also talking about Woodbury staying open with a new leader, do you think Andrea would stay behind and run Woodbury? I'm thinking that's what they might do if they keep Woodbury as a location and they don't burn it to a gr- the ground. Yeah, I just think you, there's too many innocents affected by that. I mean, Rick really isn't, like, Rick is fighting to save people, not cause more harm, right? Right. Like, he's going to shoot anybody that shoots at him, but his main focus is the governor. So I right. think the whole burn and salt technique isn't going to work for for him. If anything, he, I would think he would respect that that is a safe home and to keep it up and running, right? Um, so in that sense, I pretty much uh, agree with you. I think next week, the you know the Walking Dead seems to be on sort of a path now where they have one slow story episode, you know, character and then building, a, then and an then, action episode. Exactly. I think we're in for an action episode next week, which would fill right in pl- in in uh, place with uh, action story character building than the finale action i think that would work really well and uh i just wanted to quickly ask uh do we think we're going to get sort of a season four teaser at the end of season at the end of the season i mean we got that with uh, season two where they showed the prison and michonne and stuff do you think we're going to get anything like that at the end of season three they didn't really project a lot in the, at the end of season one so there really isn't a pattern, but they, well, at the end of season one, they all got in the cars and they drove away, and they they went, "Where are we gonna go?" And they kind of just drove off into the sunset. Oh. Yeah, it was sort of like a, a close ended, right? So, 
if you've read the comics, you knew that they were going to end up at the farm. Right. So I think they're going to end up doing something like that again at the end of the season. You know what? I think when Walking Dead is over and that that lull will be will be my uh, sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I'm carrying on the stick to just read. That's not the, the right comics. Term. Yeah, just read the comics, and maybe we can turn it into a segment because I know a lot of us, I, you, aren't as far as everybody else. But uh, maybe that's something we can talk. about. I think I'm about where you are. I've read. I've only read the first two uh, original graphic novels. Right. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I think that's The Walking Dead, folks. I, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Uh, I just, I really hope. I mean, Sunday's fast approaching, so yes, we'll it is. Before you know it. All right, so uh, we don't have any listener feedback this week, uh, which is unfortunate. You guys should let us know what you're thinking about our Walking Dead talk. Uh, I'm curious to hear if people are tuning out of the spoilers, or we don't. We haven't really gotten any feedback on that, so it'd be interesting to hear. If you're enjoying our Walking Dead talk, let us know. If you're not, if you think we're wrong and we're stupid, let us know too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Please just be gentle. I'm Canadian. I I can't take that sort of criticism uh no i'm joking just you know tell us what you think um all right so lou why don't you run us down uh how people can get a hold of us well first of all you can find us at info at zombies ate my our zombies <laughs> ate my podcast dot com that's where our email address leave us some feedback please <laughs> um you can find ryan at r murphy you can find me at busy zombie lord you can find bob our regular host at Barbert F, and you can find Rick at Rick Piven. Um, and check out the website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Of course, yes. And you mentioned the Joel Duggan thing, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, go yeah. for it. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> tripping over. I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, no, no. It's my Canadian. Um, uh, Joel Duggan artwork he did, he did our fantastic itunes artwork and our website header and we always like to give him a shout out because uh, we have awesome artwork and it's it's him to thank um so this has been zombies ate my podcast and uh i feel kind of bad because we don't have a joke for you guys so i'll just leave you with the outro and we'll try not to talk over it although we probably will right lou yeah probably. seems to be our thing yeah Unless you have a joke. Do you have a joke? Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I uh-huh. had one earlier, but it's gone. Where's Bob when you see? Ah. But, uh, what do you think of the bow? I'm kind of... I, I was in a hardware store the other day, mm-hmm. and they had bows. And I was looking at bows and thinking that that might be something worth buying. Well, they say this is the year of the bow, Lou. So we should get on it. It's a They're cheap. Are they? Uh, I was at a Dick's Sporting Goods the other day, and they had – I'm not a big guy, so they had like the intermediate size bow, which is like the right size for me. They were like 30 bucks. Huh. And I was like well, – What, what uh, was the store? Dick's Hardware? Uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. See, we only have I, Richard's Sporting Goods up here. I think it's the same <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Kidding. That was a stupid joke. There. That's the closest thing you're getting to a zombie joke. I apologize.